M A I N M U M U Main Menu Main Menu Welcome to Main Menu for April 8th, 2011. I'm Jamie Pauls. This week, David Woodbridge shows us how to make the function keys on a MacBook work with voiceover. Then, Mike Arrigo begins a series on the latest developments in accessibility of Android phones. That's all coming up on this edition of Main Menu. The following program was produced by Vision Australia. Visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. Hi, in this demonstration I'm actually going to show you how to turn on your function keys so that you can use voiceover with the function keys at the top of your keyboard because as a default when you get a new MacBook or an iMac the function keys are set to hardware control which means if you try and use a voiceover command with them they won't operate you've actually got to hold down the function key so it's software function key control to use it with voiceover commands so we really don't want that as voiceover users so what I'm going to show you is where to go to change the function keys from hardware default to software. So first of all I'm going to go to my Apple menu with VOM for menu and when I say VO I mean control and option so VOM for menu menu bar Apple let's do VO Denaro Apple menu 11 items about this Mac software update of Mac OS 10 software system preferences ellipsis okay that's what we want system preferences so VO spacebar system preferences system preferences window system preferences toolbar I'm going to press tab leaving toolbar accounts button okay and we want to get to keyboard so I'm just going to press KE for keyboard keyboard button okay and VO spacebar to open it press keyboard window keyboard toolbar and let's do VO right arrow keyboard selected tab one of two okay keyboard selected one of two now, if that was the one that wasn't selected, I would you never are do currently on tab one of two. To select this option, press Control, Option, Space. So that's already selected. So what I'm going to do now is press VO about five times to get to where it mentions the function keys. So we'll have a listen when I hit it. Keyboard shortcuts tab two of two. Key repeat rate. Delay until repeat. Zero percent key repeat rate slider. Zero percent delay until repeat slider slow, fast, off, long, short. Use all F1, F2, etc. Keys as standard function keys. Check checkbox. Now as you can tell mine's already checked. I'm going to uncheck it with VO spacebar. Uh, unchecked. Use all F1, F2, etc. Keys as standard function keys. Checkbox. Okay. Now voiceover will give us a hint in a minute and I'll just hit the control key to shut it up. But you basically are to recheck it all I have to do now is VO spacebar. Check. Use all F1, F2, etc. Keys as standard function keys. Check box. And now my function keys are set to software. So let me close that window with Command Q. Quit system preferences. List view table. Control key. No selection. And now let's say, for example, I want to get into the voiceover utility, which is VO. Remember Control Option VO F8. I can do that straight away. Opening voiceover utility. 
voiceover utility, window, voiceover utility, utility categories, table, one row selected, column, one of one, general, has keyboard focus. Okay, so let's quit that with command Q. Finder, window, application. So now, when I want to actually perform any hardware controls with the function keys, I can just hold down the FN or the function key. So on a Mac keyboard, it is the bottom left hand side key. So I'm going to hold down function and for example, F12 is volume up and F11, function key 11 is volume down. So I'm going to hold down the function key and press F11 to make it go down. You only hear the beeps getting softer. Okay, and I'm going to do the same with F function key, FN12, F12. And that's all there is to it. So basically what we're doing is we're going to the Apple menu, going to System Preferences, going to Keyboard, making sure that Keyboard is selected in that, dot, in that, sorry, that window. We're then going over to where it says Alt F1, etc. Checking that checkbox if it's not checked, closing it. And then if you want to do any hardware functions, you hold down the function key. Otherwise, the function keys are set to Software Control. So you can do VO and any of the function keys. Thanks for listening, and if you need any more assistance, please ring the Adaptive Technology Service at Vision Australia on 1300 847 Bye. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. The preceding program was produced by Vision Australia. Visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Hello there, everybody. It's Mike Arrigo, back with another um, podcast slash tutorial slash demonstration. <laughs> How's that for a combination? Um, and this time, it's actually not with an Apple product that I'm going to show you, um, though it is phone-related. Um, what I'm going to show and demonstrate for you here is um, the accessibility and what you can do with an Android phone. Now, I know there's been a couple other podcasts uh, demonstrating this, and certainly those are, are good ones, but there's been some improvements uh, since then, and um, so I just wanted to take some time and, and you know, kind of explain what you, what you can do with Android <clears throat> and what's being developed for it and uh, what's available to you. So you can either decide if an Android phone might be right for you, or if you have one, uh, maybe to help... Um, to help you uh, get started and learn it a little bit, a little bit better. Now, this is going to be a little more challenging uh, for those of you that have listened to um, my other podcasts with the iPod and the iPhone and the Mac. And by the way, thank you for all the kind words on all those. Um, it it was well worth it. <laughs> um, this one's going to be a little more challenging because the diversity of Android phones, um, each one is different. So there's not going to be a way for me to tell you um, where different buttons are and where different controls are because each phone is different. So what I will have to do is kind of give you some general concepts, and then hopefully you can um, you can take it from there. So this one um, will be a little more challenging uh, probably uh, for me and for you, the listener, but um, it's my intent at least to make most of the challenge be with me <laughs> and not with you. Um, so I, I will do my best uh, with that. Um, 
before I get into demonstrating uh, Android uh, with some things, let me give you some um, kind of preliminary as to whether an Android phone might be right for you or whether it might not, um, and some advantages and, and disadvantages. Um, first off, um, the accessibility of Android, it is still a work in progress. So if you're used to you know, what you've seen on the iPhone or with talks or, or mobile speak, um, it's not quite that developed yet. That's not to say it's not usable, because it is. It, it's, it's very usable, actually. Um, but there really are no keystrokes like to read the window or to review the screen, nothing like that at this point. Now, that's not to say that won't be there in the future. Hopefully it will. Um, I know Code Factory and I think actually Nuance, too, are working on something for Android. We'll see um, what that is, although they're going to have to make it pretty good um, if they want to do a paid product since the screen readers that are available for Android are, are free. So there really are no specific screen reader keystrokes um, for Android. Instead, you you use the phone and let the screen reader tell you what you know what what's important uh, for you to know. And um, overall, it works well. Um, there are some applications where the buttons are not labeled, and so then the screen reader will just say button or image. But that's not the fault of the screen reader. Uh, it can only you know tell you what the application reports. So if you if you need to be able to read, you know, character by character or, you know, word by word, something like that, then, then Android may not be uh, the right thing for you at this point. Um, the other thing is, at this point, the default web browser and the default email client that are built into Android are not yet accessible. However, having said that, that doesn't mean you can't do those things. You can it's just that you have to get uh, third-party apps off of the Android market, which is the equivalent of the iPhone App Store. That's where you download and install your applications uh, from. So there are apps that will do that. It's just that you'll have to you'll have to get those and, and download those separately. Hopefully, Google will fix that. Um, that that is something that does need to be fixed, admittedly. So um, the accessibility again in Android is not perfect. It is a work in progress, but it is it is usable. Um, having said those things, let me tell you what you can do with an Android phone. Now that we've we've done the uh, the bad news first, as it were, let me tell you what uh, what you can do. You can obviously make and uh, receive calls. You can send and receive text messages. You can do email if you get the uh, third party email program, as well as browse the web with the uh, third party. Uh, web browser. Um, on the web browser, you don't have, again, all the features like to move from heading to heading or form control to form control, so it, it, it is not quite as developed as far as that goes, but it is usable. Um, there's a built-in YouTube app on Android that uh, allows you to search and watch videos on YouTube. That, that works very well. Um, there are a lot of third-party apps that work very well. Um, I've got several radio apps, which I will uh, show you. Um, also, where Android really shines, I think, is with a GPS. And uh, hopefully on this podcast, we will go out and make a brief uh, pedestrian trip. Um, as far as finding out where you are, what places are around you, and getting uh, directions 
to a destination, uh, Android is very good at that. And the good news is all of those apps are totally free. Um, a lot of it is developed by Google. There are some other apps that are developed by third parties, but it, it, it's free. Um, there are some paid navigation apps in the market. Uh, Navigon is there, um, which, of course, is also available on the iPhone, and it works really well. But honestly, I see no, no need to get that. Uh, the only reason why you might do that is if you need... Um, maps, you know, that are not, you know, off offboard maps, basically, or maps that are stored on your memory card instead of downloaded from the uh, internet as, as you need them. And the only time you might need that is if you travel in an area that doesn't have cell coverage. I've never tried that, so I don't know how accessible it is, um, because the Google Maps slash navigation app uh, is uh, works very very well, and uh, it's totally free, and the directions are are very good as. Um, as you'll you'll see here uh, a little bit later on. Um, okay, so what else can we do here? Uh, Skype works very well. Um, although I'm still trying to figure out on that, the contacts work very well. Placing calls works well. Answering a call, if someone calls you, I'm still trying to figure that part out. Um, unless I'm missing something that that doesn't appear to be obvious how to do that. Uh, but it reads very well, certainly. Um, let's see. Uh, what else? The Android Market works very well on the phone, so if you want to download and install apps that way. And actually, uh, recently, uh, Google has just made it available where you can actually browse the apps on your uh, computer. And once you find an app that you want, you click install or, or purchase if it's a paid app, and then uh, the, the app just downloads to your phone. There's no need to sync with, um, you know, like, an equivalent of iTunes or anything like that. It's all it's all cloud-based. And that's another area where I think Android in some ways does um, is better than the iPhone and iPod Touch. I, I love my iPhone. I still use it. I actually switch between my uh, iPhone and my uh, Android phone uh, quite a bit. And that's the advantage of using a carrier with a SIM card. Uh, you can switch phones. Um, for uh, Android... You can have it uh, back up all your application settings and, and all that stuff uh, in the cloud, basically, and then should you get a new phone, you don't have to sync it with your desktop. You simply sign into your Google account. It automatically downloads those apps and the settings, and you're good to go. And music, too, is a lot uh, easier. There's no need to sync to get music on your phone. Now, some people like that, and that's 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 okay. Um, my personal opinion is I, I, I don't like it. Um, I, I want to be able to just connect my phone or my device and just copy the MP3s over and, and be done with it. I don't want to have to add it to a library and then have to do a, a sync. That that just that's a waste of time as far as I'm concerned. So, and with Android you can do that. Um, you can have it show up as a mass storage device for your PC or your Mac. Just copy the MP3s over to your memory card or whatever you know sound files you're using, and then disconnect it, and off you go. Uh, the music player, at least the default one, is accessible. Um, I'll explain more about that in a minute. Okay, so yes, playing music is another thing you can do. Um, it functions as a great uh, music player. Uh, so you've got essentially you could take that out and listen to uh, music, uh, and uh, you know have your GPS also with that. Um, Audible works very well. I don't have that app on. Uh, on my phone because I don't use Audible all that much, although they just released a new version of the Audible player 
where they've greatly improved the accessibility, labeled all the buttons, so uh, Android can function as um, a very good Audible player. So that's another thing you, you can do. Um, so that's that's some of the things you can do, and certainly that's not limited to what I've mentioned. Um, it, um, you know, the best way to know if an app's going to work is just to, to try it, kind of like uh, on the iPhone, same same thing. Um, so, as far as what to get, what what type of Android phone? Because again, they're they're very diverse. Uh, some have QWERTY keyboards, some don't. Um, you know, some have actual physical call and end buttons, and some don't. So it's it's very diverse. So again, I, I can't tell you. Um, you definitely want to get this, or you definitely want to get this. All I can do is give you some general information, and hopefully by that you'll be able to, you know, to to be informed uh, about it. Um, it used to be that you would have to have a phone with um, a physical keyboard. However, that has now changed. Um, Nolan Derelick, who actually wrote one of the screen readers for Android, has developed a uh, talking on-screen keyboard. And again, this is another area where the accessibility is still a work in progress. Um, the touch screen has not really been made accessible yet uh, on, on Android. Um, and hopefully, again, that's something that will that will come. So the the default uh, on-screen keyboard that Google provides uh, isn't really accessible uh, by a blind person. So there are two ways to deal with that. You can get a phone with a hardware you know, physical keyboard, although that does limit you quite a bit. And uh, like I say, thanks to Nolan uh, Derelick, who developed uh, Spiel, he developed uh, Spiel's one of the talking, uh, one of the screen readers for Android. Um, that's the name of it. Uh, he developed a talking on-screen keyboard that you can use, uh, and then you can type text much like you do on the iPhone and iPod Touch. Um, so we are no longer limited to having to get Android phones with hardware keyboards, and that that's a good thing because the phones that that have uh, hardware keyboards are are pretty few, actually. Um, the other thing, and this this you will want to make sure that you get. Um, you want to make sure that the phone you get has a some kind of navigation uh, control. Some of the very newest uh, Android phones don't have this. Most of them do, so you hopefully won't run into this uh, issue. But um, they either use a like a trackpad or a trackball or like a D-pad, you know, the, um, some kind of thing to move up, down, left, right, and then to press in on it, you know, to click uh, on on the item. Uh, some of them, they use a, like a trackpad where you just flick your finger up, down, left, or right to move in the specified direction, and then, again, press in on it to actually click it. Um, some of the other phones that have uh, hardware keyboards uh, use arrow keys for that navigation, up, down, left, and right arrow keys, and then an enter key to, uh, to click on the, um, on the item. So, um, again, each phone will have you know, something slightly different. Uh, so again, you'll have to kind of just kind of look at that and see which, you know, what works best for you. Um, the other thing I'll tell you, uh, again, some phones have physical buttons for, you know, sending, you know, the send key or call key and then to hang up uh, the call, the hang up key. Uh, some phones, those buttons are physical. Some of them, they are um, touch buttons on the screen. Um, 
it's not really required that you get a phone with those physical buttons because what you can do is to answer a call, you can slide your finger across the screen from left to right. And then to hang up a call, you can either slide it from right to left or there is a setting um, where you can have the power key on your phone function as the, uh, the hang up uh, button. So it's not required that you have, um, <clears throat> you know, send and, and, and uh, actual physical buttons there. It is usable without that. Um, another thing, and I know I'm giving you quite a bit of information here. Um, so, you know, if you forget anything, certainly feel free to go back and, and, you know, listen to some of this again and maybe take this with you when you go to um, the store to look at a phone if you decide that you want to play with Android a little bit. Um, all Android phones have four buttons or you know, four, I guess, four controls that are on every phone. Now, again, sometimes they are physical buttons. Sometimes they are on a certain location on the screen. And sometimes it might be a combination of, of that. And there's no way for me to tell you where they will be and, you know, the order that they come in because they're different on each phone. So I'll tell you what they are and you can, um, you know, once you look at the different phones, you, um, you know, you can figure out when you decide on one where, where these are located. Um, the phone I've got actually, these four buttons are touch uh, touch buttons at the bottom of the screen. And even if you don't have physical buttons, you can still press these uh, once you memorize where they are. Um, once you learn the location. Um, like I said, the phone I've got, it's their touch controls. And um, you know I'm able to do that uh, without a problem. Um, the buttons are, and I'm going to give them to you in the order that I've got. I've got the uh, Google, Google Nexus 1 is the one I'm using here. Um, so on that phone, the first button is back, and what that does is it does two things. It takes you to the previous screen. So like if you were in a menu or you, know, you got into a screen and you wanted to go back to the previous screen, that key will take you back to the previous one. You can almost you can kind of think of that as an escape key also, if that if that means anything to you. Um, it, it goes back to the previous screen. Um, and if you hold your finger on that button for one or two seconds, it takes you back to the uh, first home screen that you'll see when you when you first uh, turn on the phone. Okay, so that's the back key. The next one is menu, and this key brings up the menu in whatever application you're in. Most applications have a menu of uh, options. You can think of this as kind of the closest thing, although it's not exactly because there is no file, edit, view, or anything like that on uh, Android, but you can think of it as the key that takes you to the menu bar, or the menu, you know, kind of the equivalent on Windows or, or the Mac. It brings up, you know, an application's uh, menu. That's going to be an important key to know, because uh, most applications have functions that you can get to uh, in the menu. Actually, all four of these keys that I'm, that I'm mentioning here are, are very important to know. Um, so that's that's the menu key. Um, then there's home, and what this does is it takes you back to the um, whatever home screen you set as the default. The home screen on Android you can think of as like a desktop uh, on a computer, and there are different home screens that you can install that offer you different functionality. There's even one for use of the phone 
uh, eyes free um, for those of us who, who can't see it. And uh, that's how I have mine set. So whenever I press the home key, um, it goes back to that. Um, it goes back to whatever you've set to be your your home screen. Um, if you hold your finger on the home key for a couple of seconds, it brings up a list of recently used applications. So that's a quick and easy way to switch uh, between your recent uh, applications. Um, and the last key that's on all Android phones um, is the search uh, key. And this <clears throat> brings up a uh, search in sometimes in the current application or if you're just on the home screen, a lot of times it will just bring up um, a Google search. And you can either type in a website at that point or you can type in something you're, you're searching for. Um, and uh, then you, you can do the search. Or if you're in an application, some applications offer you, um, you know, search capabilities within that application. So that's the key you would use for that. Um, and if you hold the key down for a second or two, it brings up uh, the voice search option. So those are the four keys. Again, they may be in a different order than what I mentioned uh, there, because each, each phone is, is a little bit different. And again, they may be physical buttons or they may be uh, touch buttons. But once you know where they are, if they're touch buttons, the good thing is they'll always be in the same place. They, they don't move. Um, so finding those should be, should be fairly simple for you once, once you know where they are. Okay. Um, moving on then, how do, how do you get started with the accessibility? Well, at this point at least, you will need sighted help to get started um, to get the accessibility enabled. Um, that's something, again, that hopefully will be worked out. But uh, for the first time, you will need you will need sighted help. Now, some phones have the accessibility programs installed, at least uh, one of them, one of the screen readers, and some don't. So what you're going to need to do is when you first uh, turn on an Android phone, the first thing it's going to do is... Um, help you set up the phone and either you're going to need to either type in your username and password if you already have a, a Google account or if you don't it will um, it will ask you to create one and uh, again that you'll um, you'll probably need well you may not need sighted help to do that part actually if the accessibility is already um, installed and what I mean by that is um, you could skip the setup for the moment and go directly into the settings, which is in the in the um, main menu of the phone, and go to accessibility. And what a sighted person will need to do is go into accessibility under settings, and I will show you where that is, so you can kind of tell them where to go, because you, you can memorize it once they get into settings. But um, you enable accessibility, and then there are some options in there. Um, Talkback, which is... Uh, one of the screen readers that um, that's the one that's actually developed by the Eyes Free Group at uh, Google. Um, so you can enable that, and then you'll have um, speech. And then, if that's already on your phone, then you could go into the accounts and sign into your Google account that way, which would allow you then to you know be able to get apps from the market and that type of thing. There's also Soundback, which uh, makes kind of a, a sound whenever you move to different items. And there's kickback, which gives you um, tactile feedback, vibrations, whenever you move to different items. Now, again, some phones have 
that already installed, some don't. If your phone doesn't, and you enable accessibility, it will tell you um, on the screen, you know, <clears throat> that you need to go to the market and you know download the um, the accessibility programs. So then, in that case, you would have to sign into your Google account uh, before you know before your your phone would talk. Um, also, chances are the version of um, TalkBack is not the most the, the the newest one that that comes on your phone. So once you get you know signed into your Google account, you will want to go to the uh, Android Market and download the newest uh, version, which will then update whatever is already on your phone. And then from there, you know, the market will tell you whenever there's updates. Um, there are two screen readers for Android. There is TalkBack, and then there's one called Spiel, which I mentioned earlier. That one um, you will have to download from the market. Um, I like Spiel better myself. They're, they're very similar, but uh, Spiel, I think, is a little more responsive and it also gives you a little bit more information. For example, like when you're in a menu, it'll tell you like two of six. So you know, there's six items in the menu. And I do think it's a little more responsive. Um, the good thing is you can have them both installed on your phone and you can switch between them. Although in the accessibility, of course, you'll want to basically check one and then uncheck the other one to turn, to turn the other one off. Um, and you can do that without, without a problem. Once the accessibility is enabled on your phone, it will it will stay that way unless you disable it, which of course there'd be no reason to do that really. Um, so you'll only need sighted help once uh, to get it enabled and possibly to download it, you know, from the market um, if it's not already on your phone. Once that's done, whenever you turn on the phone, you will you'll have speech, uh, so that won't be a problem. Um, Okay, I'm trying to think if there's any other preliminary things I wanted to tell you. I know I've given you a lot of, of information here. Um, I will give you some general recommendations of phones that I've heard you know, people using successfully on the different uh, carriers, uh, at least in the United States. Um, now, in other places, unfortunately, I'm, I don't know, so you'll have to kind of check what's, what's available. Um, on T-Mobile, uh, the... Uh, the the G2 is a good choice on that one, uh, the T-Mobile G2. Um, the other thing you'll want to get to, and most phones nowadays meet this re requirement, but uh, you'll want to get one with at least Android 2.2. Uh, 2.3 is the absolute newest version, and I don't think the only phone that I know of that's running that is the Nexus uh, S so far, which that one does not have a, um, have a navigation pad actually on it, or a trackball. So that one, at least at this point, we that particular phone we can't use. Um, but everything else, at least all the current phones, I think are running around 2.2. Uh, uh, and you want to get 2.2 if you can, because it, um, it is very fast, and they, they've done some speed, up, uh, speed improvements compared to previous versions. So for T-Mobile, the T-Mobile G2 uh, would be a good choice. Um, that one does have a physical keyboard. Uh, you could also get uh, take a look at some of the other ones now again, that there is a talking on-screen uh, keyboard, um, but if you want a physical keyboard on T-Mobile, the G2 would be the, uh, the logical choice. Um, for Verizon, the Droid 2, I think, is, is a good one, at least from what I've heard of uh, people using that one. Um, for Sprint, the Samsung Intercept is a very good choice. Uh, the Epic is another one that I've heard works pretty good, and that one's going to receive the uh, Android 2.2 update 
probably it, it will have it by the time you hear this. Um, I'm not sure about AT&T, what they've got available, although one thing I will tell you about um, AT&T Android phones. Um, unlike on the iPhone and iPod Touch, where unless you jailbreak the phone, you can only install apps from the you know iTunes App Store. With Android, at least in most cases, there's a checkbox that you can check under settings that will allow you to install apps that are not from the market. So like if you want to you know, get an app from a developer's you know, website or maybe you want to beta test something, you can just copy the application file to your memory card and then you can, um, you can go ahead and install that if, if you enable this, um, this feature that allows you to install non-market apps. However, on AT&T's Android phones, they have disabled that. So you cannot, that you cannot do. You can only install stuff from the market. Uh, with AT&T phones, which personally, I, I've got a very serious problem with that. Uh, and that's one reason why I like phones that are not carrier-specific and that are unlocked, because I don't want the carrier deciding, you know, if, if, if the feature is built into the operating system and it's a feature that it can do, I don't want the carrier deciding, well, we don't want you doing that, so we're, we're going to disable it. No. The carrier's job, as far as I'm concerned, is to provide me the service that I'm paying for and I want that to end at the SIM card. I don't want them deciding what I need and don't need on my phone. That's that's not their place, as far as I'm concerned. Um, that's just my opinion, of course. But um, of course, with Sprint and Verizon, they don't use us SIM cards because they use a CDMA. Um, so the other thing I, I want to tell you is um, some phones, depending on the manufacturer, they run kind of a customized interface uh, to Android. I know HTC has done this. They call it HTC Sense. Motorola's done it with their um, uh, Motoblur, I think it's called, and uh, Samsung has done this too with some of their phones, where they kind of make their own menus, and they basically, in some ways, they, they, they change the standard Android interface. Um, if possible, you want to get a phone that is as stock Android, I guess, as possible, with as little manufacturer modifications. I don't know why the manufacturers thought they needed to do that. Um, fixing something that's not really broken, as far as I'm concerned. If a, if a user wants to do that, then let them, you know, download that and, and install it. But I think that, you know, they should at least start out, you know, with the regular stock Android. And, and Google has kind of, I think, kind of hinted at manufacturers to kind of a, of that same thing. Um, the reason I say that is because sometimes those manufacturer interfaces may not be as accessible as the um, the um, stock Android. Now you can still install, you know, the Eyes Free shell, as it's called, the home screen, and hopefully, you know, get around some of that. But still, the more stock Android your your, your phone is, uh, the better. Okay, I think I've covered everything uh, preliminary that I that I wanted to tell you. Um, it's a lot of information, I realize, but again, it's um, because Android is so diverse, and you know each phone is different. Um, it's it's hard for for me to give you specifics on each phone. I will tell you about the phone that I've got, <clears throat> and uh, you know we, we can you can kind of use that as kind of a a frame reference. But again, most other phones that you get will be different. I've got the uh, Google Nexus One. This is a phone made by HTC. It's not carrier-specific, so there's no carrier bloatware on it, and it's it's unlocked. 
Um, so it is stock Android. Uh, there's nothing, no modifications, uh, none of that stuff, which is the way I, I, I prefer it. Um, what it looks like, I'm going to pull it out of the case here. It did come with a little, uh, with a little case. Um, looks kind of like a camera case almost. Um, there's not a whole lot of buttons on it. You've got the power button on the top left, a headphone jack on the right. You've got uh, this, the top, which is mostly made up of the um, the touch screen, and then below that you've got a trackball, and this is an actual ball that rolls around. It's also used on some other HTC phones. Um, and then on the side you've got the volume uh, up and down keys, and that's it as far as buttons go. It's about the size of, of the iPhone, actually. It's it's very close to that, and it's, it's a really nice phone. I, I like it. And then down on the bottom you've got the uh, mini USB port. Uh, most Android phones use mini USB ports for connecting to a computer and uh, charging, so they don't use kind of proprietary connectors the way Apple's Apple stuff does. Well, let's go ahead and turn on this phone, um, and uh, we'll go ahead and uh, and, I'll, and I'll show you some things. Um, I'm using a different voice. There are some voices that you can get uh, from the Android market, and uh, I am using one. It's made by Laquendo if any of you have heard of those voices, and uh, her name is Susan, and it's a very high-quality voice compared to um, what the other, uh, what the voices that comes with Android. I will show you um, what the default voice sounds like at one point when we uh, demonstrate how to connect your phone to your uh, computer. Uh, and uh, because it stores the uh, voice files for the Laquindo Susan voice, it stores it on your memory card. And that's the only place you can store it. And when you when you mount the um, phone as a drive, the phone itself can no longer access contents on the memory card um, until you disconnect it. So there I will have to switch to the default uh, voice that's that's built in. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and press the power button on the top left of this. Hold it down for a second. Okay. And it just vibrates for a second, and it's got uh, the logo on the screen. It's, it's booting up here. And... Uh, We'll go ahead and uh, I'll go ahead and uh, demonstrate some things for you here as far as how, how this uh, works. Um, when it first boots up, you are on what's called the launcher, and uh, this came with some widgets uh, which I haven't figured out yet how to remove. Uh, it's got like a news widget and like a weather widget. I really don't use those. Um, usually, what I do is I just press the home button, and that then takes me to what's called the eyes free shell and that's something you can install from the uh, market um, and uh, that uh, that gives you some functionality and it also gives you a, a good easy menu to navigate your applications um, one thing you might want to get uh, once you get signed into your market uh, or your google account there is an app on the uh, market it's called ideal it's i-d-e-a-l um, I think it's called Ideal Accessibility Installer or something like that. Uh, search for Ideal, I-D-E-A-L, and you should find it. But what this does is it looks at your phone, sees what you already have, and then it takes you through the different market pages one by one to download and install all of the different applications that have been developed um, to make your phone uh, more accessible. So that... Um, that may be something uh, worth your while to do uh, if you um, 
you know, if you don't want to, you know, search, you know, through, through everything. And it will it will get things like the newest version of TalkBack. It will get you um, the web browser, which is called Ideal Web Reader. Um, it will, what else does it give you? Uh, the email program, it'll offer to, to give you that. You don't have to do these. You can skip you know them if it's not something you want to do. For instance, for me, I really don't do email on my phone, so I, I skipped the um, the accessible email program, but that's certainly available if, if you want it. And um, also, it'll offer to get some uh, GPS apps for you. Um, so that, that might be worth your while. Okay, this phone is booted up, and the screen is locked, so it's kind of gone to sleep. So the way you unlock an Android phone, it varies depending on if your phone has a hardware keyboard. Uh, if it does, usually just uh, sliding that open will unlock the uh, will unlock the phone. Uh, since mine doesn't have a, a hardware keyboard, I have to unlock it uh, manually. So what I'm going to do is press the power button to wake it up, and then you slide your finger again from left to right. And if you have kickback enabled, it will give you tactile feedback when you're in the right place. So I just did that. I slid it from left to right. And now the phone is unlocked, and we are on the default launcher screen. Um, it takes a minute. You have to do a little navigation for the speech to load. Uh, Susan is a pretty big uh, voice, so it takes a minute to, to load. Um, what I'm going to do here is press the uh, home key, and that will take me to the Eyes Free Shell, which is also called uh, Marvin <laughs> from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. For those of you that uh, know, know about that, Marvin the paranoid android, he was always a depressed. And um, when I do that, it will say a cute little speech here when I press the home button. So I'm going to do that now. <laughs> they did a recorded file, basically. That's the uh, Zarbox voice from the Macintosh uh, doing that. But um, I, I can just imagine how Marvin would have said that in the uh, in the actual Hitchhiker's Guide. Here I am, brain the size of a planet, and you only want me to make phone calls. Oh, I'm so depressed. <laughs> so that that's why it's called uh, Marvin, though. Okay, now the way the Eyes Free Shell works, it's kind of it's kind of interesting how they've done this. Um, and this does use the touchscreen. It does, um, you know, kind of use the touchscreen in a unique way. There are nine different functions that the Eyes Free Shell uh, can do. And again, the the home screen, which we're on now, is kind of the equivalent of like a desktop on a computer. You you put your hand or your finger in the middle of the screen, and you can kind of think of that as your number five. It's relative, so you don't have to put it in exactly the same place. Um, but that you can kind of assume is the um, number uh, five, and then you move your finger to different positions kind of like virtual numbers, as it were, on, on the screen to do different functions. So, for example, um, the virtual number one would be your signal and uh, signal strength. Um, number two is the current uh, time. Three is your battery, and so on and so forth. And uh, I'll show you what each one kind of does here. Um, my phone went to sleep again. Let me unlock it. Uh, unlock the screen. There we go. Okay, I need to do a little navigation so this uh, speech will load up. Um, let me go into the uh, power off menu just to get this to load. There we go. Okay, there we go. There's uh, Susan. Um, takes that voice a little bit to, to load once you start to, to navigate. Okay, so let me unlock this again. Uh, the reason why it said no service is because I've got it in uh, what's called airplane mode.
Um, and I will go ahead and disable that in a moment once I show you how the eyes free shell works. So let me hit the power key here again. Okay, it says home eyes free shell. So um, what we can do is uh, for now, like if I wanted to get my battery level, that's the virtual number three. So what I'm going to do is put my finger in the middle of the screen and then I'm going to slide it up and to the right as if I was moving up to the number three. Battery, 98%. 98%. And it will tell you what the function actually does. And then if that's the function you want, then you release your, your finger. Uh, if it's not, then you can simply, you know, move to another virtual button, as it were. And uh, so it doesn't actually execute the command until, until you actually um, release your finger. Okay, uh, the virtual number two is the time. So let me, uh, I'll show you that. We'll just put the finger in the middle of the screen and then slide it uh, straight up as if we were moving to the number two. Okay. Um, now, signal. Uh, well, I'll show it to you, but we're we're not connected to anything yet, so it won't say much. But uh, if we move to the virtual number one position, signal no data network GPS. It says no data network GPS because I do have the GPS turned on. Well, let's go ahead and get connected to a uh, network. Um, I'll go ahead and turn off the airplane mode, and to do that, we need to go into settings now. If we, in the eyes free shell, if we slide to the virtual number eight position, which that would be, you know, starting in the middle of the screen and then moving straight uh, down, that will give us a menu, an alphabetical list of uh, applications. And then we can just move up and down with the uh, trackball, or you could use, you know, arrow keys or your trackpad, whatever you had, to navigate that uh, list. Um, on the default launcher screen, the one that first appears when you first turn on the phone before you you know get to your default home screen whatever it is you can also click on all applications there and it will show you a grid of the applications uh, matter of fact let me show you that what I'm going to do is hold down the back button yeah my phone just went to sleep okay um, and I'll show you how you can navigate that um, and now this may vary somewhat depending on um, what um, which uh, phone you've got. And that's why I was mentioning the eyes free shell because then you'll have a consistent interface if you install that. Okay, let me unlock the phone. Um, if you, uh, I'm gonna hold the back key down here for a second. Oops, I hit the wrong one. Let's see. Let me hold the back, okay, there we go. And in a second. Okay, launcher is the default you know, Google Home screen, and that one will load the first time you um, you uh, when you when you first turn on the phone at first. Um, and this one does have a menu. We could get to settings that way. Um, matter of fact, let's do that. Let's let's get, let's go to settings that way. We could have done it from the Eyes Free Shell too as an application, but since we're on the launcher, let's let's do it that way. Um, that way, I can show you the menus. So I'm going to press the menu key, and again, that's. That takes you to the applications menu, whatever application you happen to be in. Menu, menu, add, wallpaper, search, notification, add. Okay, yeah, we can add something to this. Now, these menus, too, are, it's not always an up and down list, so you do need to move up, down, left, and right, because uh, the menus are kind of in a grid view. 
Like to get to settings here, we need to go, I think, down and then to the right. Search. There's search. Notifications, uh, you can think of that as the equivalent of like your system tray or your status menu on the Mac. Uh, it's where status information is, it's where if you've got any missed calls, and this gives you a way to, to get to that. You can also uh, touch the top left of the screen, that's where the status area is also located, and get to it that way. Well, let's go to settings here, I think we need to go over to one to the right. Settings. There we go, let's open that. Click. Search. Okay. Okay. Then we just, I just uh, click the trackball to select the item. Okay, wireless and networks, and you notice there's 15 items in this uh, uh, settings screen. That's something that Spiel tells you that TalkBack does not, and I, I, I kind of like that feature. So uh, let's click on wireless and networks here. Wireless and network settings, airplane mode, disable all wireless connections, checked, one of eight. Okay, that's checked. I will uncheck that in a moment, but let me just arrow down. This is a uh, vertical list, and uh, so all the options in here are just up and down. Wi-Fi, turn on Wi-Fi, not checked, two of eight. You can turn on Wi-Fi and not connect to a cellular network if you want to do that. Wi-Fi settings. Wi-Fi settings, that's where, that's where you connect to a wireless network and enter your password if you wish. Here's Bluetooth. Tethering and portable hotspot. This is a nifty feature. Um, yeah, Susan has a little interesting pronunciation there. Um, what you can do is share your internet uh, connection that you have if you have a data plan, um, and you can share that and then let any other device connect to it just like any other uh, Wi-Fi hotspot. So that's built into Android. No need any more to mess with connecting USB cables to a computer and having to install drivers or anything like that to tether your phone. Just uh, use it as a Wi-Fi hotspot if your computer has a uh, Wi-Fi, which most of them do nowadays. VPN settings. Set up and manage virtual private networks. VPNs. Seven of eight. VPN settings. That's in a corporate environment. You might use that. Mobile networks. Set options for roaming. Networks. Apps. Eight of eight. And that's um, roaming. You can set uh, that kind of thing, whether it roams and that type of thing. So we want to go ahead and turn off the airplane mode. So I'm going to go ahead and zap back up to the top of the menu here. I'm going to click that to uncheck it. Okay, great. And it's, it's scanning to try to find my network and it'll find it in a moment. All right, so Let's go back, and I'll show you some of the other settings you may want to change in this um, in settings to make your experience a little bit better. Again, the back key is kind of like an escape key. It takes you back to the previous uh, screen. So I'm going to go ahead and hit that now. Back settings, wireless and networks, 1 of 15. Call settings, 2 of 15. Call settings. Let's go ahead and take a look at that. I'll go ahead and uh, just click on that. Call settings, fixed dialing numbers, manage fixed dialing numbers. One of five. Fixed dialing, I guess that's to limit, so you can only dial certain numbers, I guess. I haven't played with that too much. Um, so we'll just leave that for now. Voicemail service, my carrier, two of five. There's where you can set up um, you know, your voicemail, if it uses your carrier voicemail or something else. And again, this may be somewhat different from phone to phone, but it should be fairly similar. Voicemail settings, settings for my carrier, three of five. 
settings for my my carrier. That's again some uh, voicemail settings. Call forwarding four and five. Additional settings five and five. Yeah, additional settings. I won't. I'm not going to spend too much time on that, but uh, that's where you can set up in your call settings. All right, let's go back to the previous uh, screen. Back settings, call settings, two of fifteen. Okay, let's go down. Sound three of fifteen. Oh, this one's important. Let's let's go in there and have a look. Sound settings, silent mode. Silence all sounds except media and alarms. Not checked. One of ten. Okay, that that goes into silent mode. Um, there is a setting if you install. There's a set. There's an app on the market. It's called um, Accessibility Preferences. And you may want to grab that. There is a setting you can set whether or not you have speech while you're still in silent mode. And of course, you'll want it to set. You'll want to set that so you do have speech uh, in silent mode. Spiel automatically does that, um, I think. So that would only apply if you're using TalkBack. Um, okay, so let's let's go down. Silent Whoops. mode. Silence all sounds except okay. if vibrate. Never two of ten. <laughs> These try this trackball on this phone. Sometimes it rolls a little bit too far, and. Uh, you skip an option. Okay, that's the vibrate. You can turn that on or off. Volume, three of ten. That's your volume, and of course you can also set that on the right, uh, left side of the phone, on, on mine at least. Now that may be different depending on what phone you've got. Phone ringtone, four of ten. There's the phone ringtone. You can you can change that. I won't go into showing you all the ringtones on this phone, but you can look through them and uh, pick the one you like. That um, The phone does allow you to hear the ringtones and the speech at the same time, so that's that's not an issue. Notification, that's when you get like a text message or something like that. Notification rating, 6 of 10. Pulse notification light. Pulse trackball light repeatedly for new notifications. Not checked, 6 of 10. Yeah, this one has a, um, a trackball uh, on it. That's what you navigate, but it does have a light too that can pulse uh, when you have a new message or a missed call or something like that. I've got I've got it disabled actually, and depending on what phone you've got, that may, uh, or may, not, may not be there. Tones. Play tones when using dial pad. Checked. 8 of 10. Audible selection. Play sound when making screen selection. Checked. 9 of 10. You may want to check that. That's um, that's a nice feature. That's why you hear that little sound there, that like that whenever you, I move around. It, it kind of helps a little bit. Screen lock sounds. Play sounds when locking and unlocking the screen. Not checked. 9 of 10. Okay. Um, so you can have that if you wish. So that's something you may or may not want to check. I have it checked, and there's also, of course, uh, the kickback accessibility application, which also provides some of that uh, also. All right, let's go ahead and hit uh, back here. Back settings sound three of fifty display. Okay, there's a couple things in display I want to mention to you that you might uh, find interesting. Brightness one of four. Okay. Display settings brightness. Brightness is a slider, and unfortunately at this point, um, and I am told this will be fixed in a future uh, Android version, um, it's a slider, and unfortunately the slider position does not read. Um, you may want to put this all the way to the left, though. Just press it for like, I don't know, 5-10 seconds, um, or move to the left, and that way um, your screen will be as dark as possible, which will save your battery quite a bit, especially if you can't see the screen. There's no sense in having that brighter, it'll just uh, take more battery power. Auto-rotate screen, not checked. Auto-rotate screen, you may want to uncheck that, otherwise what can happen is, as you turn the phone different ways, your orientation may change uh, to landscape, and then your menus will navigate horizontally instead of vertically, which can get confusing. I mean, if you want to use that, certainly you can. 
but I find it kind of um, confusing sometimes. So I've got, I've got mine disabled, which means it always stays in portrait mode. Um, the only problem with portrait is it's a little bit harder to type on an on-screen keyboard, um, especially on a smaller screen. Animation, you'll probably want to set that to no animation. That way, not only does it save battery power, but uh, your system will run a little bit faster. Screen timeout. Adjust the delay before the screen automatically turns off. Four and four. Okay, and I've got that set to, I think it's two minutes. Okay, uh, let's go back. Back settings display. Four and 15. Location and security. Location and security, that's where you can enable or disable uh, the GPS or whether the phone gets um, a uh, gets the uh, location from your uh, wireless network it can do that also um, and uh, you know so if you're not going to use the GPS you can certainly shut that off and save a little bit of a battery power so um, that's that's kind of what's in there applications this has some interesting stuff let's go in here there is some things I, I want to show you in, in here Okay, that one, that's what AT&T actually disables. I actually checked that because um, the talking on-screen keyboard is not on the market yet. And uh, had that not been checked, I would not have been able to, in to install that. Uh, and like I said, on AT&T phones, they, they block you from doing that. Um, so that would be a problem in that, in that case. So I've got that checked. That concludes this edition of Main Menu. We trust you've enjoyed the program. On behalf of the entire Main Menu team, I'm Jamie Pauls wishing you and yours a great week.